CEO, my name is Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. All right, I have Helen McPherson. She is the principal and, excuse me, she is the president and principal consultant at McPherson Consulting Group. Helen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad you're here. All right, give us some background on yourself, and then I want to talk about what McPherson Consulting Group does. Yeah. Okay, so I'm an organizational management consultant, and there's a lot of ways that people happen to find themselves in that career or something similar. And oftentimes I'll talk to individuals who are consultants and they'll, they'll start, you know, by being in some business and then getting into a leadership position and then realizing they're good at it and they start consulting and everything. That's not me. I, I started from the ground up in undergrad and took kind of a straight line to it. So I went to undergrad at the University of Texas in psychology, had a professor who taught industrial and organizational psychology studied under him, went to grad school in DC, got an internship, started a consulting career, kind of broke off from the federal sector because it, it didn't really serve my needs anymore. And, um, and now I have my own business and that's what I do. Congratulations. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Now, one of the things that you do is you talk to people about shifting their direction and how they're working with generational differences. Bring that out. Yeah, so it's kind of fascinating these days because there's this whole millennial word that's floating out there, and um, people love to dog on millennials. And um, really, the only difference I've seen working with organizations and with data sets about employee patterns and career paths and turnover and things like that is that millennials um, are in a bad position because there is this social media network Mm-hmm. to dog on them right right yeah. so they're no they're really no different than let's say gen x was when it was starting out they just don't have as much bad press because it's not readily available for everybody right. um, and when you look at the data it's really the things that millennials have a bad rep for they don't stay in jobs they don't uh they think they know it all they're not very coachable those are things that employees in their 20s display kind of no matter what Right. As the millennials are aging into their 30s, you don't see that pattern hold quite as much. And the trick is for organizations and leaders who really care about growing the next generation of leadership is to figure out how to coach them. That's a tricky thing. Right. Because there's a lot of cultural differences between, you know, the the great generation and so on. Absolutely. How do, you, how do you coach them through this process to communicate to the yeah. point where they get what they want? So, you know, if you draw the parallel to technology shifts, period, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say the workforce now is online. Mm-hmm. And back decades ago, it was the introduction of the personal computer. All of those things are changing the landscape of jobs. What, you know, we're not doing data entry type of jobs anymore for the most part. Mm -hmm. Workers have to have different skills. That was true 30 years ago as well. 
Um, and it's important for managers to understand that they need to adapt just as they would to any technology, right? So, but for some reason with humans, it's easier. You're not gonna point your finger at that computer and say, how dare you do, do things differently than I did. Right. But when it's a person, we carte blanche, just, you know, you're the problem. So what I would coach and do coach managers to do is how can you shift your own vision, your own perspective, let go of the way that you were trained in your own experience and adapt to this new workforce, the technology, just like you would with anything else. That can be a leap of faith for some of these guys to grow into the new world. And it's harder. It's a lot harder. I think it's way easier to point fingers and to be, you know, stick your foot in the mud and say, I'm not moving, get off my lawn. Right. It really is. And um, so, but, but that's leadership. That's your own growth, your own career path. What about the personalities? Because that's one of the things that you, you dwell on, how to really work with the personalities. Because they're, you know, now when you address the younger workforce, it's not just how do we sell the product, it's why are we selling it? And what do you really represent? Where's your authenticity in this entire organization? Am I, am I on cue with this? You are, and it's funny because in this kind of Instagram-focused, centered world, Everyone has a, their own personal brand now. Right. I mean, I can't, I can't think of how many times per day I hear the term on brand. Right. It's like, a th- you know, any PR or marketing person knows about branding and has forever, but now all of a sudden we have to have our own personal brand. Exactly, and how does that work with the culture? Right, so um, one thing that we love to do as individuals is take assessments of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Like I, as a teenager, would take all the YM17 teen magazine quizzes and read my personality. Like I was gonna gain some revelationary insight into myself that I didn't know before. Like this magazine was gonna tell me something I didn't know. And you see that extended into the workforce in personality assessments. And I will caveat this by saying that I was fascinated as an undergrad and graduate student in personality. Can it predict performance? Can it? Um, can you use it for hiring? Is it better? Are you going to find something else about a candidate that you wouldn't have known otherwise based on an interview? Right. And really, the best predictor of future behavior, and we've known this forever, comes from past behavior. And when you're trying to take shortcuts and give a personality assessment to pigeonhole someone into something that fits with the job, and there are very good salespeople who will tell you that you can take a two, they can take a two minute test and it will match, it will tell you whether they'll be good at that job or not. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. And you can do it, you can do it if you wanna kind of fit personality with the culture, but it's not gonna tell you how well they're gonna do. It's not gonna tell you if they're trustworthy. Um, and so that's, for me, personality in the workforce, that's kind of my biggest issue with it right now is it's a low hanging fruit. I know it's going to sound kind of corny, but I think when when they finally start integrating compatibility reports from uh, astrology, it'll go better. Oh right. yeah, that's probably a little out of, the, out of the window for what you're doing, but that, that's my assessment. Okay, technology. Yes, we've grown. We've we've moved past a lot of things. We've leapfrogged over a lot of things. Yep. How do you integrate that into what you're working with? 
Yeah, so for me, I am um, I always the people angle, right? I'm always, it, and there is a facet of my field that really does um, like human technology interaction called mm -hmm. human factors. That's yeah. not my specialty. Where I care about technology is how is it changing the job? Yeah. How is it changing the job market? Um, and how is it changing the type of person that you need, right? So I alluded to earlier, you don't necessarily have data entry personnel anymore. You have to have a higher skill set to analyze this vast quantity of data that we're all collecting, sitting at server farms at any given moment of time, right? right, right. So all of a sudden, the careers have changed. And with that, career paths have changed as well. Um, once again, millennials got dogged on a little bit for not going straight up the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. Managers are frustrated that they leave in five years. Um, but part of it is there's technological advancement that allows you to find a job very quickly. That that wasn't there before. Right. Um, it wasn't e easily accessible. And then also the job itself has changed. And so how do you as an organization strategically understand and maybe offer, think outside of the box, different career paths for your employees that aren't necessarily straight up the chain? Can you give them different experience or opportunities or something within your organization that will fill their need for um, self-fulfillment and um, career fulfillment? Or are you just gonna stick to this linear method that doesn't necessarily apply anymore? Yeah, I was talking to somebody about branding the other day and I know it's a little off topic, but they, their, their statement to me was, what is their brand experience? Right. So do you blend that with the, with the personal brand and the corporate brand to, to help both of them come together? What yes, is the, that you is that what you're talking absolutely about? can. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little on the side, but I do think there's a cultural brand. Mm -hmm. I think an organization really needs to know who they are, what they represent, their values and make sure that all, all levels it's built into the organization that you're not forcing square peg into round hole to be completely trite but um right. yeah that you're really understanding why people are coming to you right and that you're building a culture that embraces it naturally so you don't have to force it which helps in the productivity i get it all right um biggest pieces of advice that you can give uh, people out there who are watching this show on both ends. Yeah. You know, the people that are coming in, the younger generation, the older generation that needs to be able to communicate more effectively to not just drop off the map like Sears did, what have you. Yeah. For the younger generation, mm. uh, for those in their 20s that are just starting out their careers, feeling their way through the world. Tell our audience. Yeah, you okay. guys. Um, I wish someone had told me. And I don't know if I would have listened, honestly, because I did, I did think that I needed to know everything. That um, asking for help or guidance was a sign of weakness and that I wasn't qualified for my job, right? Um, this turns into a kind of imposter syndrome that has really negative effects in your own career. And it was limiting for my career, quite frankly, because I found that the people who were more vulnerable, who had good relationships with their bosses, who didn't presume to know everything and ask questions, they advanced faster. They really did. I was stuck there looking around like, but I'm qualified for this. And um, it took me, uh, it took me way too long to realize that if, if I didn't present myself a certain way, that would, that would have changed everything. So for the you younger folks that you feel like you have to know everything, literally no one expects that of you. 
and you're only doing yourself a disservice. And then um, for the older generations of the workforce, I said it earlier, think of ways that you can adapt, that you can change your mindset and um, just stop trying to hope that you'll get this magical cadre of employees that will conform to your experience. Well said. Thanks, Thanks. Helen. You're welcome. You've been watching CEO Money with Michael Yorba. Thanks for joining with us. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.